It looks less likely agencies will meet the March 31st deadline to release solicitations under the $50 billion telecommunications contract known as EIS. This is especially true because the first provider just last week received its authority to operate for their business systems, which would let agency award deals under EIS. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about why EIS may need a shot of urgency to get agencies and vendors moving faster. Jason joins me in studio with more enterprise information. Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions, it's always an acronym that throws us off. Uh, contract, it's the General Services Administration's you know, $50 billion telecom, it's voice video data. It's really all about IT modernization, cybersecurity. And, and it replaces networks. The, the, the networks with an X contract. And it's really what, what OMB, what GSA wants agencies to do is really use it to modernize, move to the cloud, deal with cybersecurity legacy systems. And Tom, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I think there's a lot of hope around it. But it's just – it's a slow roll right now, and I think the, the, the fact that CenturyLink was the first uh, vendor under EIS to get their authority to operate, that's a pretty big deal. But let me tell you, get, making this March 31st deadline does not seem likely. Well, can agencies do their work before there's anyone having authority to operate that's on the vendor list? So yes and no. Absolutely, agencies can release solicitations. Some have. Many are in the works of doing it. But they can't make really awards or they don't feel good about making awards until they have the authority to operate. And, in fact, I talked to two separate transition managers at different agencies who spoke on the condition of anonymity to to kind of speak more freely about what's going on. And both said, listen, yes, we could make awards. It's possible. But we don't feel comfortable because of bid protests. If you know vendor X wins and vendor Y was not allowed to bid, that could be impeding competition, and they and the agencies are worried about saying, "Well, we just don't want to put ourselves against that because that would cause further delays." We'd rather wait until six or seven of the nine or, or however many get their ATOs, and then we can say we had real competition. So yes, it's great there's one, but really, what I think agencies and to, to start making awards and really putting out their solicitations, even they probably want you know to see again five, six, seven of the nine, if not all nine. Well, isn't it also true that to make a solicitation, you have had to do a lot of planning for your next generation of telecommunications and networking technologies? And when things are working, the phones work, the computers work, the networks work, it's kind of a pain to start thinking about replacing it all. Well, GSA has been talking with agencies, working with agencies. OMB has been on top of this for the last, I'd say, two, two and a half or three years. I, I remember we started talking about this as Networks 2020, like probably 2012 timeframe. And it felt like sure. we just finished the Networks contract. So I think agencies have had time. They know this is coming. But, Tom, listen, when it gets down to the, to really the, the getting the solicitations out the door, there's a ton of work that goes behind it. And the government shutdown did not help agencies. That put some delays in it. And there's a lot of waiting. There's there's a lot of, okay, well, we'll get ours out when the time is right, when the vendors are ready. So I, I think that plays into it. And, and I think it goes back to this idea. And, and this is something that Bob Woods, the former GSA executive, longtime uh person who's covered expert FTS 2000 master exactly who's covered this federal telecom industry said there's not a sense of urgency like there has been in the past he's you know seeing the last 30 years 40 years of this he said there's always been this sense of urgency and he's not sure there is one from OMB this time or even the president's management council all right. And so what is the schedule for getting the other vendors, their ATOs? So the incumbent vendors are much closer. Those are AT&T and Verizon. Those potentially could be done in the next couple of weeks. The, the remaining ones who are considered non-incumbent ones, this is like Granite and um, British Telecom and Metel, those will take a little bit longer. But GSA actually put a blog post out just last week that said they expect – 
third quarter of 2019. So that's around the April, mid to late April timeframe. That's what GSA is looking at. So I think that's when you'll get agencies really start to rev up this engine, hence missing not only the March 31st deadline, but then you also see this, and this is what people have termed a tsunami of solicitations will come out. And that also is really worrisome, both from GSAs for GSA and both for the vendors. Can they handle all this work? Uh, just the statistics that GSA put out there, I'll throw some at you. As of January 31st, so we know they're a little bit dated, but these are the latest statistics. Only 25 out of the expected 104 solicitations at large agencies are out. So just under 25%. Uh, and, and for the medium-sized agencies, only five of 40 solicitations are out. So that's about 21% total of all solicitations. That that means that there's 80 more percent coming in the next sure. couple of weeks. We're speaking with Federal News Network's executive editor, Jason Miller, and that means that if they all start coming through, none of the vendors get summer vacations if you're on the capture team. Oh, I don't think so, Tom. I think you're absolutely right because GSA has also put out a, a deadline for agencies to make awards by the end of the fiscal year, so September 30th. So that's something else that's going to be pushing GSA and the agencies to make these awards. And listen, the transition timeline is important. No one will will, will say they should take their time and do it right. But there's got to be some pragmatism. And I think sometimes the vendors and the agencies are worried that GSA is getting pushed. You know, again, GSA is in that role of bringing down the hammer, but they really don't have that big of a hammer to bring down. That that hammer has got to come from OMB or even the President's Management Council. And again, going back to what Bob Woods told me, he said, you know, maybe it's when the deputy secretaries are being asked, what's the status of your EIS transition because of cybersecurity and IT modernization concerns? And they're at the President's Management Council going, uh, I, I don't know. That's when the hammer comes down because they come back to their agency and go, what's the status of this? Get it done. I want it out the door. Yeah, that's the next question after how's your cybersecurity? I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I think part of what's happening here is that these things take time, these these transitions to new telecommunications to get really going. And, and, and CenturyLink, getting the, the ATO, big first step. Will that begin the open the floodgates? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. And you're also writing about security clearances and the idea of getting one completed in a week. Who came up with that one and it, how could that ever happen? It's a never-ending news uh, of, of security clearances. And, and I was at the IBM ThinkGov conference earlier last week, Tom, and, and Congressman Will Hurd uh, was on stage moderated, uh, on a moderated panel and he said something effective. Why does it take 10 months? Why can't we do this in a week? And I tweeted it out and I was – just amazed by the by the reaction that came up on Twitter. And, and we know, Tom, Twitter can be a bit of a wasteland. We know that. We know that's an echo chamber. But it's a whole bunch of different people from different parts of the government, industry and government, retweeting, commenting, discussing this. And, Did they and say yes or no? They, they would love to see it happen. There's a lot of doubt because a week is a really short amount of time. But basically what Congressman Will Hurt is saying is, we can't use the same process that we've been using for the last 100 years. We need to rethink the process. And there are some examples out there. The Air Force has, has a new process. The Office of Director for National Intelligence and, and DOD are using continuous evaluation. And he, Congressman Hurd, wants to add another pilot to the mix to say, what can we do differently? How can we speed this up? And one great example he gave, Tom, was – he wants to put out this cyber national guard, right? This idea of when there's a cybersecurity crisis, we can call people up into action to help out the government. He goes, part of the problem with that bill that I can't get it through is what do we do with security clearances? How do we get people security clearances who join the cyber national guard quickly enough to have them help when the time is necessary? And I, and I think that's part of what's driving this from him. Well, you know, you can get a loan for hundreds of thousands of dollars in on your iPhone now. So it seems like security clearances a week would be plenty of time. 
one of the things he said was, why are we asking the neighbor I lived next to her to 10 years ago about me when you could go online and look at what I've clicked on, what I've searched for? I mean, there, there's a whole bunch of public information out there. You could look at Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and all those things to say, who is Tom Tem and who is Jason Miller and what do they really stand for? And could we get them that first step of the security clearance? Maybe not the entire one, but at least that first step. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. Be sure to check out his notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. 